Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Guys, customer service is essential to your business success. And for faster, smarter customer experience, you can turbocharge your CX results with CX1, the world's most complete customer experience platform from NICE. It's never been easier for organizations of all sizes around the globe to create extraordinary customer experiences. With the scalability and flexibility of the cloud, you can power up your business goals like never before. So don't get left behind. Find out more today at nice.com. That's nice.com. Hi, it's Jack O'Brien for HealthAid Kombucha. Uh, this bubbly probiotic tea blended with real fruit juice is deliciously thirst quenching. Uh, great for your gut health. HealthAid Kombucha comes in many flavors. Pink Lady Apple, your passion fruit tangerine, uh, ginger lemon is one of my favorites. It's organic, a great alternative to sodas and other sugary drinks. You guys know I'm a big sodi fan. Well, what if I told you there was a fizzy drink that instead of making you feel like you were drinking chemicals, it made your tummy feel good? That is Health Aid Kombucha. Look for the brown bottle with an anchor in your local stores. Give it a try today. Makes my dang tum-tum feel good. So make Health Aid Kombucha your go-to for a healthier, happier you. Hello, the internet, and welcome to this Monday week trending episode of mm-hmm. Your Daily Zeitgeist! Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm Jack O'Brien. That is Mr. Miles Gray. Miles, yeah. how, how are you doing? I'm good, baby. It was <laughs> nice uh, to see you and everybody in person. Hang. We were in Las Vegas over the weekend at NBA Summer League, NBA Con. Shout out Steppin'. And I believe Ali was your partner who you pulled up to. Uh, up. Yeah. yeah, pulled up at the NBA. We're like, oh, okay, sir. Good to see you. Anyway, yeah, it was good to see people out there. It's good to be in Las Vegas. It's nice to feel that desert heat yeah, on my yeah. already very dry skin. Oh, man. I have, my lips are fucked up. My already. Lips, my, I lost sleep from my lips being like <laughs> cracking in my sleep. When I got back, I was like, what the fuck is happening? Just woke up like, ow. <laughs> yeah. Ouch. Your um, wife's like, hey, stop licking your lips like a baby. Put some <laughs> chapstick on. That's what her majesty kept saying to me. It's like, stop licking your lips and just go put some whatever on. I'm like, I don't know why I was being such I've never a needed chapstick, foolish but child I think I need it. it now. Yeah. Yeah, I need um, that shit. Anyway. Yeah, there were parts time. of my skin that had that like white webby like you know, ashiness over it. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't want that. Anyway, you do but that's not, not what this show is about. Well, what this show is about is, uh, for, first off, let's let's give some overrated, underrated. Mm, mm, mm-hmm. You want to kick off? You want me to kick off? Overrated, yes. Victor Wembenyama. 
I saw that first game. We saw that first game. Man, this guy stinks. This guy stinks. He only had five blocks in that first game. (laughs) I don't, I'm, like I said, you'll hear me say this many other places. I was expecting at least 15. I am putting out his second performance. Yeah, I'm putting out his (laughs) second performance where he had a fantastic game of 27 points out of my mind. I'm just going off of just being a pure reactionary American sports fan who knows, who's just, does not really consider all the dynamics at work. Uh, yes, but yeah, this is the seven foot four Frenchman who came over, number one pick in the NBA draft. Yeah, yeah. Uh, looks like the guy can't he, shoot, Jack. <laughs> he, he did not the shoot guy well even in dunk. his first game. I felt um, bad, and I mean, I'm kind of joking here, but it was kind of fucked up to watch him. Like it's it is wild. He walks into this arena, everyone just stops talking. Yeah. Like it, it, I've never quite seen something like that. Usually in sports, people get ah, ah, yeah. like they're screaming. This was like, oh shit, what the fuck? There is he, he is. Do? It's yeah. him. And he just seems like an 18 year old kid. Like yeah. he just gen- genuinely seems like a child. Yeah. Um, who is which, seven foot, yeah. whatever. Who is just getting, uh, getting used to being seven foot four. Uh, yeah. And shout out to him too. He was like, yeah, I'm, I'm probably going to, you probably won't see me do anything in the media for the next couple months, like until the season starts. Cause yeah, I just probably need to focus. smart. All right. What about Related you? to that same game that we mm-hmm. went to and mm-hmm. just a, a number of the NBA events, uh, free t-shirts I think are overrated because <laughs> man, <laughs> People, <laughs> like, we saw Adele have fun with a t-shirt cannon. Yeah, there's something, yeah, yeah. there's something electric about a t-shirt cannon that that gets you excited to be, yeah. you know, for the for the possibility of having something shot at you. I think we just need to like put the t-shirt cannon to better use because like people will go wild for anything coming out of that free t-shirts. Oh yeah. I've never caught the free t-shirt. I've been given free t-shirts or like gotten free t-shirts at like events where they were like giving them out. Yeah. And they're never like prime good. rotation t-shirt. They're not no. t-shirts, but people will go wild for them. You're basically getting a, a wearable poster. Yes. Like for an event that is not fashionable. You're wearing a marketing item, but it's the sheer fact that it's free. Yes. And I think what it does is like, I think it like maybe kind of recreates our like obsession with the lottery of like, here's this cool thing that will be shot out into the like world. And if you're the lucky one and you catch hold of it, you're the winner and everything could change because that's the energy people have when they're fucking like diving over each other for a free t-shirt that has a bunch of Kia sponsoring emblazoned on it. And the power that you see on the faces of the like arena employees who come through with even the ones who are just like throwing the free t-shirts into the crowd. Yeah. They're like pointing at people, then like waving them off. There is a, there is a power there that feels, I don't like it. Unprecedented. Like, I, I feel like those people like are it. peaking in that moment. Oh, like they're they just going to be trying to find, you know what? Trying it activates to recreate in me? that moment. It activates my toxic, like, oh, you're a tough guy, huh? <laughs> kind of thing. Where I'm like, also, oh, you think you got you it like you're that because you're, you're throwing the t shirts out? But because they do. I, I know what you're talking about. When they were, there was one dude yeah. who, when the, the t shirt people came out, my man thought he was fucking Dr. Manhattan or some yeah. shit. Like, yeah. I don't know what the fuck he, like, I could even I could feel his cockiness from the nosebleeds, and I was like, "No, nah, I'm not having this." Yeah, 
I think I was also just jealous, more acutely aware yeah. of it and jealous because we were pretty high up. We were general admission, got there a little yeah. late. And uh, we're so like, we were... can you get him up here? He's like, sorry, <laughs> no. I don't have the arm of a god. We're like, fuck you. <laughs> I want this shirt anyway. You sure seem to think you do. And then yeah. he like, throws it to a kid down below. And I'm like, <laughs> oh, what a cop out. So obvious. Um, but yeah, so I don't unfair. know. Most unfair group. Like on one hand, it seems a little bit uh, patronizing, but I I do feel like if they were giving out like government benefits in this way and just mm-hmm. like coming out with like some loud music and then like kind of running through the crowd and like pointing pointing to people, yeah, uh, you know the it would, you'd see the government's popularity go through the roof. Um, yeah, that's yeah. true. Um, just launch it out of a t-shirt cannon or something. Yeah, pneumatic um, cannons for everything. Pneumatic can- cannons. I th- I think the pneumatic. Is really like the showstopper that anything pneumatic is just feels like like an even like I remember. Do you remember that that MTV show Beach Blast? That was like that fucking obstacle course show. No, there was an air. I just remember being obsessed with this pneumatic air ramp they had that would just launch people fucking just tens yeah. of feet up in the air. And I was like, oh, like the lost art of some... pneumatics. Like yeah, they, they used to be a feature at the bank. That was like a reason to go with your parents to the bank to like watch yeah. them use the pneumatic tube. Um, well, like, it, I don't know. We, we've lost that. Uh, Wait, I, what I was it like. called? Sand beach blast or maybe it was sand blast, whatever. Fuck. That show yeah. was so good. Um, Zach Yang, help me know what it was. Yeah. Beach. Give us some ideas. If you've seen anybody distribute something via pneumatics, uh, the, or, or if it's still happening somewhere, uh, Sandblast. That's what it was called. Sandblast sounds. Yeah, uh, that's a good. Nineteen ninety four to ninety six. God, what the fuck was I? Ten to twelve. I was anyway. Well, my underrated is kind of on the same subject that we're mm-hmm. already talking about, and Sandblast is appropriate because I think my underrated is Las Vegas. Oh, <laughs> I don't know. this is my first it. time like being in Las Vegas and uh, not being like mostly drunk for most of the time, mm-hmm. and it is. And also, like, How aware does it look with those eyes, <laughs> it's, it's definitely it's like poisonous and weird and uh, like dark, but also like worth being at for like worth spending twenty four hours there to just like I don't know, it's like a specifically weird specifically inside the arteries of the casino floors and yes and shopping spaces yeah. of the yeah the the big hotels yeah it's just this like weird alternate universe where like everything's indoors like the whole place is feels like it's on life support yeah it's this giant like interweaving biodome except instead of like recreating a biome in the desert it's just like cigarette smoke like whatever they use to cover up the cigarette smoke air conditioning mall food court smells um it it feels like it is the cheesecake factory menu of cities. It's mm-hmm. like you. It, it does feel yeah. Super producer Brian said it feels like a weird space station. That that is accurate. Yeah, I think but, when we were walking through, I was like, "This is what it's going to be like when the climate becomes unlivable and we can't do anything outside anymore, and we yeah. have to just like live in these lit ass indoor spaces to be yeah. like, yeah, this look this can replace sunlight." Yeah, and it's. Like, I, I was also, like, there. there's, like, a lot of families there. I wasn't, like, really aware that that is a thing. But, yeah, it's like it's kind of, like, a more, like, Disney World if it was, if they just, like, nobody was watching. The, yeah, you yeah, know? yeah. Like, it's like, yeah, it's, do whatever you want. Yeah, like, yeah, it's all I you. Smoke weed in here? Like, I guess. I mean, yeah. 
fine. You can go ahead and you can gamble away your kid's life savings or I mean, college the fact fund. That people right are too. still smoking cigarettes indoors. There is pretty wild. Like that kind of tells you all you need to know. Yeah. yeah. Uh, for me, underrated. It's kind of dual sided. First one is gambler. The evil spirit that takes over people when they want to gamble. That's a reference <laughs> to The Simpsons when Marge was always at the casino. I I haven't been to Vegas in maybe six years. Like since we started the podcast, I have not been to Vegas. Yeah. And coming back, the way I, you know, I like to have fun gambling. Yeah. Not all the time. But when I'm in Vegas, I'll indulge a little bit. And the way I immediately was like, what, what, are, we, what, are, we, what are we up to? We played roulette. Jack won so casually at the roulette table it <laughs> everyone are, me jabari brian we we're like what the fuck was that i'm over I here took my losing i lost a fucking like a hundred dollars in three seconds and i was like what the fuck i'm like chasing the numbers <laughs> I, I completely fucked up at the roulette table yeah. uh, so uh, obviously shout out to las vegas and their ability to just kind of get your eyes all big with dollar signs but the other underrated thing also i realized is watching 7,000 sporting events simultaneously Yo, is the sports book. Oh my God. It's a disorienting, but comforting experience at the same time when on the corner of your eye, you have like tennis and then up above there's like under 21 soccer, then a fucking UFC fight. Uh, It was just, it's just like wild to be able to kind of like, fix your attention all around and when you hear people cheering it like wait was it for the person that's got knocked out was it a baseball game whatever yeah it felt like um just like the matrix of of sports watching <laughs> so i gotta like, say having three thousand screens kind of kind of fun yeah the i definitely could see myself like the the whole like wally future dystopia where you're just like sitting in a floating chair and just yeah. having content like streamed into your brain like that <laughs> that's a the sports, sports book, book like i i could see myself falling victim to that and just being like yep no yep. this is this is how i want to pass my time oh also underrated buffets i just i'll always say that yeah i love a buffet killed some buffets where else can you have sausage and biscuits a slice of prime rib some melon <laughs> you had a two prime rib day i think we both did and her majesty was like please don't be foolish out there because she knows in my younger days in my younger days i used to, i used to get pretty fucked up in vegas no yeah. but I've, I've definitely thank god for the personal growth on that end but when she was like just you know like don't don't be stupid out there i'm like honestly the riskiest thing i'm gonna do is probably eat too much red meat yeah. uh and i followed through on and that, you, so. you followed through all right should we get into a news story for the people. I don't know. I'd rather talk about prime rib, man. Let's go. <laughs> Let's just do prime rib. Um, all right. So threads hit over 100 million users uh, within a week. Uh, yeah. Definitely ahead of uh, people's expectations, ahead of Elon Musk's expectations. Ahead of Zuckerberg's seem. even. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they, yeah, they seem happy. Uh, Twitter seems Un- unperturbed and totally like not not worried about this oh wait <laughs> no i mean yeah. we talked last week that elon had his lawyer send like a cease and desist thing like you've been hiring twitter ex-employees and blah 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 and that's our proprietary this that and the other totally not a shook boy move uh but then over the weekend someone was like pointing out like threads and twitter and some of the similarities and then he just tweeted zuck is a cuck and yeah like Okay, then followed that up with, I'm not joking, this is verbatim what he tweeted, 
I propose a literal dick measuring contest with the ruler emoji. Literal dick measuring. Yeah. Sorry, I'm I went Zuckerberg. That that was Elon Musk. I, I don't I don't know how to speak like Elon Musk. Yeah, but. it's 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 some form of crying through a clenched smile or something. <laughs> um, but yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's this I, the way that tweeted. It felt like he was tweeting his thoughts in real time. Where like he's seeing like how Threads is doing was like sucks a cuck. Yeah, and then he's like, and then in his mind it was, I bet I have a bigger dick than. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. All right, man. Yeah, that'll solve the issue about downloads on a fucking app. Yeah, pull yeah. your dicks out. Okay, go ahead. Whatever. This is where we're at. It wasn't enough to fight and sweat all over each other. Now y'all want to pull pull peepees out and compare. Um, you're on threads. I do, you you were sharing oh, things yeah, I'm, with I'm me in threads. real time that I think in the past you would have shared me like we would be uh, showing each other things on Twitter. You were showing yeah. me things from threads. Yeah. Um. Mostly also, Psych Gang's response to watching you play Twitch on the flight when I yeah. took a candid photo of you. They didn't yeah. they couldn't believe what they saw. Yeah, I have an unorthodox style of holding the Check Twitch. my threads out. You can see some cool <laughs> exclusive Jack Switch content. I'm not fucking around. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. But I, yeah, what were we gonna say? Like just the just, I I don't know. Threads I, I feel like I need to do some threads pruning. I need to prune the threads. I need yeah. to put together my follow list because yeah, right, right now it just feels very much like, you know, tw- Twitter still feels uh, like, I don't know, I, f- I find like funnier jokes there. Threads, the people I follow on threads, I think because it's like Instagram still feels like people are trying to like build build their brand a right. little bit more. Like they, yeah. there's s- something more of like people are watching on threads, whereas on Twitter people are just posting uh their thoughts you know like elon following dear leader just posting their thoughts in real time yeah i mean i think it is worth pointing out like you say like there are definitely clear vibrational differences yeah on threads and twitter you know what i mean like for me personally instagram is a little bit more because it is a facebook product i follow a lot of people like from my like personal life like people i went to school with like from way back and be like oh shit look at their like because that's for me, the place now, if you're going to post pictures of your family and shit, do it on Instagram because I don't want to hear about it's. I think maybe what it's going to do, it's going to actually marry, bring the worst part of Facebook and make it Twitter where like I'm not on Facebook because I don't want to hear the ramblings of people whose opinions I don't respect. Yeah, because I'm just kind of there because of a loose affiliation, whereas Twitter, it's more like content I'm seeking out. Yeah, so. I think, yeah, it just feels a little bland. Other comedians definitely having a good time on there, but it doesn't have that Wild West feel of Twitter because I think on some level people know it's like, my mom might see this or like, you know, like my aunt doesn't know I'm a fucking like wild fucking, you know, this, that or the other. Um, Elon described, he, he had this, he compared it to this about why Twitter's better than threads. He said, quote, it is infinitely preferable to be attacked by strangers on Twitter then indulge in the false happiness of hide the pain Instagram, mm. uh, which you know it's a weird way to put it, but yeah, kind <laughs> it of. <is> it's <laughs> also weird that his like thing that he come get surfaces about over... Twitter is, yeah. get, is abuse. Yeah, is abuse. Um, <laughs> yeah, I can't tell if it's like I just haven't added all the funny people I follow on Twitter, or they're not on Threads, or if social media networks have to like go through a life cycle that is just Twitter, like this, this feels like Twitter early days, Twitter, like very, 
uh, when, when I first started using it. And I think that's probably based on just, I, I hadn't like really gotten my follow list where, where it needs to be. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, I've been I've been surprised of seeing like former classmates like from like middle school like on threads like say stuff and I'm like, oh shit, that's where you're at right now. Okay, unfollow. Oof. Didn't yeah. forgot about that part. And they're um, looking at yours and being like, oh, you're hanging out with somebody who doesn't know how to hold a Twitch, that's, right? <laughs> or doesn't know how to hold a uh, the Switch? fuck is wrong with you? Yeah, but yeah, I will say I don't know. I could also see threads just falling off a cliff in like two months if people get bored. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because I think part of a lot of people are like, wow, Zuckerberg's done it. And, you know, how he completely went like switched it around from getting made fun of about the metaverse and all that shit to now being like, oh, shit. Yeah, you kind of stomp it out. Elon Musk at the, you know, social media platform game. But I think part of that whole threads, their rise is completely linked to everyone just fucking hating Elon Musk. Yeah, just quitting so, Twitter and so Elon, you could take that. It might not be because the actual platform is better. It's because they fucking hate you. Yeah. So, you know, there's so. also the nice fact that on Twitter now you can like easily just scroll past anybody with a blue check mark next to their name. Mm-hmm. Um, like yeah. they, they've that that's actually become useful a useful way to just be like, oh, this is just bullshit. Yeah, block this person. So, um, a helpful broken product um, (laughs) on Twitter. Uh, But we'll see. Um, All right, let's take a quick break, and we'll be right back with more stories. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury, with a reveal unlike any other, as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80. Join us March 20th live from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. This episode is brought to you by Alienware. During Dell Tech Fest, score game-changing innovations with limited-time deals on select next-gen Alienware gaming tech. 
new dimensions await with advanced gaming systems like the Alienware M18 laptop, powered by an Intel Core i9 processor featuring awe-inspiring visuals, liquid cooling, three-dimensional audio with Dolby Atmos, and impressive overclocking potential. Plus, build your dream setup with great deals on select gaming monitors, mice, and more must-have electronics and accessories. When you shop online at Alienware.com deals, you'll have access to leading-edge gaming technology to conquer the competition and free shipping on everything. Amazing prices await you for a limited time only at Alienware.com deals. That's Alienware.com deals. And we're back. And in the world of AI, uh, Sarah oh, Silverman. I just, I just saw someone on threads. It exactly reminds you why I don't want to be like this one person I used to work with just said, I'm ready for prime day. Birdman <laughs> hand rub in parentheticals. Yeah. Really? Yeah. <laughs> threads is like either people just being like, hey, do you guys like pizza? Or people <laughs> ready or people for prime talking day. about like threads Unfollow. versus Twitter. Yeah. And Sorry. Then, yeah, I, I like have the New York, like a lot of New York Times tweets and just, uh, yeah, I, I think it's just, I, I haven't done a good enough job of, it's back where I was, where my media intake was back when I was using. Yeah, Facebook. you just got to get, just got to get the thumb active and just start unfollowing. That's, that's all. Yeah, yeah. But make sure you follow us, you know, uh, don't know what I'll be posting, but I'll be posting some shit on there. Yeah. All right. Sarah Silverman, yeah. other authors are suing yeah. Chat GPT. Um, yeah it's been a thing man yeah this uh we saw with getty images we saw a lawsuit come from them where they're talking about how generative like a lot of these you know these generative ais are using copyrighted material to then create these new images or products or text or whatever um so sarah silverman along with authors richard cadry and christopher golden who did ararat um they are suing open ai and meta for copyright infringement and their suit alleges that the companies illegally use their works as basically part of data sets that trained these AIs. So for the OpenAI ChatGPT suit, um, their, like, their evidence was showing that when prompted, ChatGPT would summarize their books, which infringes on their copyrights. And they say that the chatbot never bothered to, quote, reproduce any of the copyright management information plaintiffs included with their published works. Which would just make ChatGPT worse, like a worse product. If you had to like get yeah. a bunch of red. Yeah, exactly. It makes sense. Trying like they are just stealing content, but that, that is also basically what the internet does. Right. Yeah. But it's like, but we have to feed it something and it's just right. stuff that already exists and in a way that is how the human mind works. Right. Um, but again, like, and it's specifically to meta and their like llama models as they call their like open AI or whatever their AI models. They're basically saying that like, you guys have even said that the data sets that you're using, that Meta is using to train these AIs are like using these existing databases of printed materials or of, of copywritten materials that they're using that to train the AI. And because their books have been included in those data sets, they're saying, well, no, do not. You're using our works illegally. Right. So it's a it, it's it's a very like it's a very complicated thing. And I mean, these lawsuits are going to have potentially huge ramifications over what even the definition of a copyright is. Right. So this, I I'm right now, these people are suing for damages and loss of profits, et cetera. Uh, but I don't think there's any reason to think that these lawsuits are going to stop at this point because it, 
like on on one end as a creative person you're like i can't like my work can't just be used willy-nilly for this other this ai but then again how you know how do we differentiate all these things i mean i, yeah. I i'm not on the side of being like yeah let them pick your shit but it'll be interesting how this is adjudicated and how what that means going forward if like you have to license something to have that used as part of like a learning data set for ai or some shit i yeah. don't know the whole thing's fucking feels above me and like crazy and like well, i don't know I, I feel like we've already hit the singularity in terms of my ability to even like kind of understand what's going on but it <laughs> right. definitely feels bad for people trying to create content in the well, world but I mean, I'm not, and I'm not playing devil's advocate by any stretch of the imagination, but all of our creative works are informed by previous creative works For sure. on some level. Whether yeah. some people are cynically just copying shit or people are influential on people's own create, like their own artistic uh, aesthetic formation or whatever. Right. You know what I mean? Like, so at that point, where do we, I mean, I'm not saying that these AIs need the rights of people, but then how do we kind of define it all because on some level you can tell that like does does jay dilla exist without dj Premier? without you know the original djs that were sampling things and like who you know what i mean like it just it, it, yeah. everything builds on each other um and there's like a book i like i read i remember like many years ago it's called how to steal like an artist and it was just basically talking about how it's really like we've seen many ted talks and stuff like this about how it's all of our ideas are just formed off of the backs of these other ones yeah. so on that level there's no need to think of like why don't i have anything original to do but just yeah. know that we're just part of this like constant evolution of ideas the ai also ingested that book uh many yeah, years ago exactly. and, it's like <laughs> i will steal like an ai yes yeah. but yeah it, like that that bums me out to like because that argument is definitely coming like well what's the difference between what this ai does exactly. and what you guys do and it's like well that is a product that is just feeding money into your like bottom line as a, yeah, as a corporation. Exactly. You're yeah. cynically creating something that has the potential to devastate like other human beings, their own artistic endeavors. Whereas this other thing is just our own human right to like exist, live, ingest ideas and then express new ones. Yeah. Um, God, I mean, can you, where's, where's that like lawsuit where like the fucking AI is like wearing a tie at the fucking Supreme <laughs> court and shit. Yeah. But I mean, the like AI is the big thing that everybody's investing in on Wall Street. So yeah, I, don't, I know. I, like I've heard a lot of smart people be like, it's just the latest like scam, and it's not going to be able to follow through on this shit. But you know, Wall Street, who has never been fooled before by anything, <laughs> seems to seems to think metaverse. <laughs> All right, uh, more undisclosed Clarence Thomas gifts just dropped. Mm, so big, big news, Clancy. Um, yeah, the New York Times is doing some digging. So it's not just a personal vendetta by ProPublica, as no. Clarence Thomas and uh, Harlan Crow seem to think it was. Yeah, uh, exactly. The New York Times is getting in on the action to be like, the people might want to know that this dude just parties with billionaires and you know corporate heads and then rules in their favor constantly. I mean, what the... That, though, these are just... They're just hospitality between it's friends. his friend. <laughs> yeah this is this is wild so we got to just start calling him fancy clancy mm. um but yeah he turns out man this guy it wasn't just harlan crow like 
Clarence Thomas has been getting hooked up since even before he was in the fucking Supreme Court. Yeah. Um, so the second that he was put on the bench of the Supreme Court, he was invited to join this group called the Horatio Alger Association of Distinguished Americans. Right. It's Horatio like Alger a, being the character that was like the pull your bootstraps up uh, <laughs> right, novel exactly. protagonist from like the early, uh, you know, turn of the century and is one like one of the most formative people for like kind of the toxic American ideal of just like, well, you don't 100%. need help. Like no. look at this Horatio Alger is poor person who made himself rich by just pulling himself up by his bootstraps. And now we're distinguished. Look at us. Yeah. And they build themselves as a scholarship organization or whatever, but it's just a place where they're like really connected conservatives all hang out. And you know, if you have, instant access now to a Supreme court justice. Um, they talked about how he got vacations, mm. VIP tickets to sporting events, yep. went to lavish fucking parties with Ed McMahon and Oprah. You know what I mean? Real a list type <laughs> shit. Um, What's Oprah wait, doing, what do you mean? I guess she's just being a billionaire. Doing, yeah. Oprah's yeah. she's not Oprah. Had, Oprah left the building. <laughs> you know, when you're that rich, when you're yeah. that rich in general, you have left the building completely. Yeah. Um. So anyway, a I'm, lot of I'm these... just saying, like, what you doing with Ed McMahon? I'm shipping those two. That's oh, I love that. Well, couple. Ed McMahon is dead, right? Oh, right, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, well I think you're he shipping was dead them alive. in my brain like decades before he died. So, um, yeah, I think that's probably he, he just die? exists in a hyper reality for me. Oh, she died in 2009. I don't know yeah. why in my mind I was like, he died back in like 2016 or something. Yeah. Like, wasn't even that wave of, of terrible losses in 2016. Anyway, the worst uh, Mandela yeah. effect. We just came up with it. <laughs> I thought yeah, Ed McMahon died in 2016. He, so he hadn't reported any of these. A lot of people point to the fact that after 2004, when the LA times pointed out a lot of shit that he was like slipping on, he just stopped reporting shit in general. So for like 19 years, he's just like, fuck it. Like, I'm not, I'm not even gonna let you guys, I'm not gonna give you guys crumbs to look at. Um, but the other thing that came out, like I said, a lot of these these favors were happening before he got on the Supreme Court. They found one vacation where a buddy paid for a vacation <laughs> in the Bahamas. And buddy. then also a friend paid for his 1987 wedding reception. Wow. He just didn't pay for anything for. Yeah, like, he's just his whole he, life. Yeah. Like he's basically what social media influencers do, except he was doing it early and he was a Supreme Court justice and it's all spawn con. Yeah, it's all sponsored content that I do. It's all the cool stuff I get. Uh, yeah, so <laughs> like not yeah, to mention, you should the, have to like put a hashtag at the beginning of his hashtag, uh, Supreme Court. Yeah, ruling. If he's if he's writing the majority opinion, hashtag ad. But <laughs> uh, we are siding with the uh, you know <laughs> fucking Berkshire Hathaway on this one because the homie had me at his ranch in Montana. It's actually really beautiful. Hashtag ad. Yeah, but. Um, yeah. I think one of the creepier revelations is that some of his friends uh, from Horatio Alger helped pay for a documentary about him made yeah. specifically as like a rebuttal following the HBO movie about Anita Hill starring Kerry Washington. Yeah. Uh, that came out in like 2020. I think it was, it was yeah. like fairly recent. Yeah. So yeah, it's just a two hour infomercial for him and in which he compares himself to the falsely accused Tom Robinson in To Kill a Mockingbird. Oh yeah, same, yeah, same, same. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's I see you. that. I see that. Mm -hmm. I see that. Yep. Yeah. Okay. All right. 
<laughs> Truly like, pull I'm, yourself up by your bootstraps. Why, is he, why isn't he call himself Boo Radley, though? Right. I think he's more Boo Radley. Like, yeah. that makes more... He's like, they got the wrong idea about me, man. Yeah. Actually, no, they don't have the wrong idea. I'm, I'm pretty fucked <laughs> Turns up. <laughs> Turns out incorrect. I'm a pretty fucked up character the whole time. <laughs> All right. Uh, quick box office update. Um, according to an ad I saw on Twitter, uh, Sound of Freedom was mm-hmm. the number one movie at the box is America's number one movie at the box office. Um, so they are, you know, you guys talked about how it was the number one movie at the box office on July 4th. Just one day. Um, yeah. For one day, mm-hmm. which they, and they like made it seem like it was their target audience's patriotic duty to go see the movie on July 4th. Mm-hmm. But the rest of the weekend, it did not, it, it was like somewhere in the top five, which they're, they're claiming as a victory, but did not beat Indiana Jones um, or uh, well, it did Insidious, on, it, it, the Red Door. It did door. on July the 4th. <laughs> That's right. What we yeah. did with Patriots, who instead of like barbecuing or you know do, doing what they would have been doing on July 4th, actually, well, uh, went to the movies. And again, until I see who is the source of those ticket sales, I'm filing this under so dubious, I'm going to smoke it as a doobie, okay? <laughs> Because we knew that they, the whole reason they got there was basically doing the New York Times bestseller list shit, where you could buy as many tickets as you wanted to gift them to someone who you wanted to see the film. So we have no idea how many motherfuckers actually saw this shit with their own eyes. We just know how much money has been passed in the form of quote unquote ticket sales um, that gets it there. But yeah, I mean, like. It definitely seems to be making a impact for this type of movie. um, But. Also, like, yeah, and it's funny how like close it is in a lot of ways to American Sniper, which was also like kind of a a right wing movie that was based on the grift of like somebody who was constantly exaggerating and like made himself into an action hero in people's minds. So was that guy like a big liar? The the (laughs) the guy that Bradley Cooper played. I mean, I remember that. Like, I remember years ago people were like yeah that guy was full of shit but was he was he just like grossly exaggerating everything yeah, grossly exaggerating and uh yeah it's not a in any way based on fact movie that draws most of its power from the idea that it's based on fact well because which... the, the film itself like felt like this weird like islamophobic fever dream yeah, <laughs> yeah. i mean so oh okay well this one is just as equally uh untethered from reality so yeah he goes on like uh rescue missions that like with, with camera crews and they're yeah, like based on wild. a tip from a Utah psychic, as you guys mentioned at the yeah. end of last week, which pretty well. Bridger for the record did not know that psychic, even though Bridger's from Utah. Yeah. And, pressed him. I yeah. pressed him, but couldn't if get that, if that psychic was worth a damn, you, you know that Bridger would have known about it. <laughs> uh let's take one more break and we will be right back. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. 
the all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. This episode is brought to you by Alienware. During Dell Tech Fest, score game-changing innovations with limited-time deals on select next-gen Alienware gaming tech. New dimensions await with advanced gaming systems like the Alienware M18 laptop, powered by an Intel Core i9 processor featuring awe-inspiring visuals, liquid cooling, three-dimensional audio with Dolby Atmos, and impressive overclocking potential. Plus, build your dream setup with great deals on select gaming monitors, mice, and more must-have electronics and accessories. When you shop online at alienware.com deals, you'll have access to leading-edge gaming technology to conquer the competition and free shipping on everything. Amazing prices await you for a limited time only at alienware.com deals. That's alienware.com deals. And we're back. And... So the, the Ron DeSantis train Ooh. seems to be slowing down. Um, he was kind of the anointed for Fox News. Fox was like, this is, this is our guy, it seemed like, uh, mm-hmm. for most of the campaign. And they seem to be <laughs> switching gears and have suddenly started crapping all over DeSantis. Uh, and in this case, he, he was on Fox News twice. And in both cases... <laughs> They're bullying him. <laughs> bullying me uh so first he appeared on the network on thursday for an interview with will kane and he was confronted with his terrible poll numbers and totally like just didn't he looked like a middle schooler being broken up with for the first time he was just yeah. like wait, wait what the line of questioning too is just like so why do you basically distill down to like so you suck pretty bad huh like what's <laughs> going on with that yeah Here, let's just hear this exchange because it is pretty it's heartening. There's something about you that's not connecting for whatever reason, <laughs> not connecting with the voter, whether or not it be personality. Donald Trump says it's about loyalty. Francis Suarez says it's about your relationships. And it's not about those individuals so much as I'm curious in the, the, the analysis of Ron DeSantis of why not yet is connecting. Blink, blink, well, blink. I think, did you just see the news today about 
the record fundraising haul we've had. Nobody's been able to match that in the history of modern presidential politics. So we've got a huge amount of support uh, to be able to take the case to the people. We really haven't started that yet. Oh, <laughs> so so first we we aren't <laughs> trying yet. Oh, yeah. I wasn't even trying. Oh, you thought that that was my campaign oh, like, when I announced my campaign? So no. I don't know if you heard the amazing news that we, you know, just we just we just shattered a fundraising ring. Fuck you, Will. Yeah. He um squeezed like 13 blinks in between the end of the sentence and uh the beginning well, of the computer had the question the beginning of his answer. Yeah. Blink, I, I blink, don't blink, blink. again um it it, it it the distillation of that is so you're creeping people out donald yeah. trump says because you a fucking snake other <laughs> people say because you creep them out yeah we want to know why you think you're fucking up <laughs> that whole thing is like well i haven't even charted yet yeah it, oh. it really it does feel like my read on it is that it's it's really the the same as the Mueller and uh jared uh, Kushner thing where like everybody had heard of him and seen him in headlines and then they heard him speak and like saw him move and saw him interact with other humans right and it was like oh oh wait a second like this dude, he's he's just like not I don't know he, in that in the full clip I, when I was watching like a longer segment of that when Will Kane was interviewing him he starts off by like playing a clip of Ron DeSantis. Like he's like, he's like, let's look check at you. before it comes on. <laughs> and it's look like, at you he's like, I don't know if you heard about this, but at the southern border, you got people coming in from Tajikistan. It's not just people from South America. And I was thinking, wow, like it's the least like and Will King comes back. He's like, so what the he's like, so you know, not the most compelling. <laughs> That's what he basically said. <laughs> And then he had him on. <laughs> oh my god! Uh, yeah, he's at the this you stage of yeah. Just let, all right. Let's look at your performance here, and just it, it's like the post game interview with an athlete who has just lost. Like feel, yeah, feels like the energy that they're they're giving him. And then he and then he came back for more. Yeah, his explanation, in addition to like I wasn't trying, he also blamed his poor numbers on the corporate media. Yep. And also the president of Mexico. There you go. There it is. Yep. Um, he said, well, I think if you look at the people like the corporate media, who are they going after? Who do they not want to be the nominee? They're going after me. Who's the president of Mexico attacking? Because he knows who will be strong on the border and hold him accountable and the cartels. He's going after me. Because uh-huh. uh-huh. Republican voters usually check for, I think it goes like Drudge first. And then Fox, and then President of Mexico. Like, what, oh, what's yeah, he yeah, saying? Yeah. What, what's yeah. his What's his read on the situation? Also, name the President of Mexico. Right. <laughs> he, Bonus points. It, it's also wild for him to claim that it's like the mainstream media is not on board because he's like <laughs> he is basically a fabrication of the mainstream media. Like one hundred percent front page of Time. Like he is the Beto O'Rourke of the republican yeah um the this now republican primary and they're like oh wait he's a robot guy huh? yeah it's wild though too how this guy's he's losing he's losing points because of the lack of riz right you know uh, yeah where have we come where have, how far we've fallen yeah and then he comes back for more and you would think that he's like okay now i'll have like a different strategy a different approach to to the questions 
No, um, but it seemed like his strategy was like, maybe they'll be nicer this time. Yeah. So he went to Maria Bartiromo's show and she, she was also like, hey, bro, the fuck is going on with you? I'm wondering what's going on with your campaign. There was a lot of optimism about you running for president earlier in the year. But here's this weekend's headline from the Politico playbook. Failure to launch Florida Governor Ron DeSantis' campaign <laughs> to topple Donald Trump has stalled. We are way behind, says a top DeSantis PAC official sounding the alarm. What happened? <laughs> Oh, Maria, these are narratives. The media does not want me to be the nominee. I think that's very, very clear. Why? Because they know I'll beat Biden. But even more importantly, they know I will actually deliver on all these things. Okay, just a couple of things. Um, (laughs) That laugh. Yeah, that laugh. First, (laughs) Okay, good transition to show you're not pressed at all. But I like that he he's pointing to polling, right? That they're like measurably way behind. Yeah. Like you're not you're not having an effect on the conversation. And he's like, well, that's a narrative, not a right. measurement of of something. Um, and then goes on to say that he would beat Joe Biden. I'm not sure I've seen that. Uh, right. And then just continues to just I think his new thing now is just to say. They don't like my numbers are bad because the media doesn't fucking want me to do well. Right. Which is clever, but doesn't even come close to explaining why you're not doing anything. It's not like you're being like completely vanished from the conversation. Like people were actively giving him relevance to even get to this point. So to yeah. then be like, they don't want that. They don't want it with Hove like that. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I don't know about that, Ron. I don't know. And then, yeah, I mean, and we talked about the fact that like he has the problem of he feels committed to going further right than Trump because he recognizes that's where the energy is like, a, especially at a, at a local level, but also like his main argument that was causing all the mainstream media to like back him was that he was the more moderate, like the more sensible option. So yeah, he has a problem there. And then, um, as Fox, a Fox panelist said later in the day on you Fox news, uh, you, you, should we just play it? Yeah, just, <laughs> just so out on this guy. It's just so fucking wild. Reform. Jonathan, just last word on this. What are Democrats going to be watching for in that debate? Uh, how awful Ron DeSantis does. I think Ron DeSantis' biggest problem. Yeah, his biggest problem is people are getting to know him. And it turns out his record in Florida is kind of hurtful to a lot of people and hateful. And it's not resonating. He also from every report, seems to be a weird guy with voters. And when you're in <laughs> Iowa, New Hampshire, you have to talk one-on-one to them. And I don't think he does that really well. I think the person I'd be watching for is Tim Scott in those debates. Anyway, just he's a just a guy. fucking weird guy. You know? I mean, that kind of sums it up. <laughs> I feel like they, for a long time, were just like holding their tongue. Like, I, I guess we got to make this the guy. He's the guy, right? Like, he did good in Florida election. And now they're just like, all right, we can, this dude's weird, right? Well, I see a few pieces too from like the never Trump kind of side of the Republican establishment is like, fuck, we got to cut our losses, dude. It ain't DeSantis. Like we got to figure out who the fuck it can, who the Trump alternative even could be now because yeah. DeSantis has completely broken apart upon reentry. So yeah, he's just a weird guy. That's like honest. I feel like that's one of the most fucked up things you can say. <laughs> like, yeah. Like not even like his policies are backwards. And he's a proto-fascist. You can just be like, he's a fucking weird guy. And well, like yeah. that cuts, like even no matter your political ideology, you go, oh, fuck, 
Billy's a weird guy. Well, you can't like <laughs> you can't strategically reconfigure your campaign from being a weird guy. Like you can't be like, all right, I'll yeah. stop being a weird guy. Like the that, can you imagine? Like yeah. I would love. This feels like a like a comedy where he fires his campaign staff and brings in like new consultants and stuff to help with his image, and he like comes out with, like frosted tips or some shit <laughs> next week. He's trying to do like Taking a guy Fieri thing. His his image back in the day when he was uh liking Sir Mixing a lot. Is that did you see that? No. Yeah. There, there was like a high school yearbook picture. Oh no! Yeah, his yearbook quote. That's going viral. Oh, it's fake. Oh, is it? Shit. Yeah. All right. Never mind. Good to know. Damn, dude. This photo is real, though. That middle the photo part. photo of him. Yeah. Oh. His, his middle part high school days are pretty, uh, pretty intense. This is so stupid. I love, but I just love how stupid the internet is giving him. This is the fake quote that, they, that was going viral. It's so stupid. Ronald DeSantis. My Mount Rushmore is Jesus. Sir mixes a lot. And Nintendo 64. <laughs> <laughs> Sir mixes a lot is great. Um, all right. And uh, uh, also in Vegas over the weekend. Um, yeah. And I'm surprised nobody's calling us out. Only the best folks. We were, we were, we were there too. Um, but Mel Gibson uh, and Donald Trump were spotted plotting to overthrow Hollywood. Uh, AKA just, chilling with guy fieri because they were at the same ufc fight um yeah yeah but yeah mel gibson was trending on twitter uh because they were hanging out with uh, roger hanging stone. with trump and roger stone yeah just um, figuring it out just figuring yeah. it out just some ideas yeah. i got on how to completely take us back to the stone age yeah yeah the the guy fieri thing uh, Anna sent us a TikTok today about the pictures of Guy Fieri shaking hands with Trump with like, that's the day the music died. Yeah. Well, you know, he just respects the office, man. Yeah. I feel like that is not surprising in the least bit for, uh, no, I don't, to... I don't, Guy Fieri, he's truly like in the middle. Yeah. Yeah. Like in that sense of like, because he, I think he has he has enough appeal to progressives because of his like LGBTQ stances and how outspoken he's been there, yeah. and then just by being like the fucking spicy nachos guy, yeah, on TV is enough to get conservatives on board, and then he'll be like, "Well, I'm not gonna." He's like, "I'm not fucking Cornell West. I'm gonna turn my back on the president." Yeah, and then just say hello, hey, I'm guy. Good to meet yeah. you. But according Whatever. to right-wing conspiracy theorists, uh, this is because they're hatching some kind of elaborate plan that nothing can stop uh, to expose all the pedophiles in Hollywood. Uh, and really, Wait, who, I, who better to weed... This is the Mel Gibson. This is the Mel Gibson and oh, Donald oh, okay. Trump. Um, and who better to weed out abusers in Hollywood than Mel Gibson? Um, he's probably telling that Trump, he's like, it takes a thief. Yeah. You're like, okay. Breaking. Uh, President uh, Trump holds meeting with Mel Gibson and Roger Stone after Sound of Freedom tops box office. <laughs> tops box Now office. that's a narrative. There you go. Uh-huh. Apparently Mel Gibson's a big fan of the Sound of Freedom, even had input on its final edit. Oh, really? Yeah, apparently. Oh, wow. I mean, makes Good sense. He, he had, like, another one of the like successful right wing movie marketing campaigns um, where they basically made people think it was their duty to like mm -hmm. go see the passion of the Christ. Um, so I, I f it makes sense to me that he's 
kind of plugged into this uh, yeah in some way in reality they were just at a reception at a ufc event of course yeah. hey mark Wahlberg was also there yeah mark Joe Wahlberg. Rogan, yeah um, dude that's a the, fucking crew that's my mount rushmore um, sorry sir mixes a lot you've been bumped <laughs> it's guy um, fieri mel gibson roger stone nintendo twitch yeah and sir mixes a lot um but yeah i mean gibson we've seen where he stands on on various things but he i guess made headlines for saluting trump at a fight two years ago and it's not go back to australia mel get out of here you aussie piece of garbage (laughs) garbage so i don't know we we didn't see them we were not there for this uh summit in las vegas unfortunately we were at the sports book took some action on the suns and on the oklahoma city thunder to win it all win it all baby (laughs) um all right those are some of the things that are trending on this monday july 10th we are back tomorrow with a whole ass episode of the show until then be kind to each other be kind to yourselves get Mm -hmm. the vaccine don't do nothing about white supremacy Mm -hmm. and we will talk to y'all tomorrow bye bye infinity presents a new chapter in luxury the premiere of the all-new 2025 infinity qx80 live march 20th from the edge at hudson yards in new york city Featuring a performance by John Batiste, the all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was so cool. I think you're so talented. Social media is only positive with Zigazoo, the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. In Zigazoo, all community members are verified kids just like yours. And all content is fully human moderated. Try out Zigazoo this spring break. Download the Zigazoo app today. Does money stress you out? Let FACET flip your financial chaos into clarity. Finding FACET immediately put us at ease. FACET's innovative approach to financial planning ensures your money works as hard as you do, enabling members to experience the joys of having your finances in order. That makes us FACET for life now, I guess. (laughs) Visit FACET.com, F-A-C-E-T.com to learn more. This ad is sponsored by FACET. FACET Wealth is an SEC-registered investment advisor. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities, nor is it investment, legal, or tax advice. These testimonials are from current FACET members who are not compensated. All opinions are their own and not a guarantee of a similar outcome. 